welcome to The Honey Drip. I'm Honey Bashan. I'm a women's personal transformation and aligned business coach. I get off on empowering women to have more confidence, more self-responsibility, and to show up for all that they're wishing and hoping they could. Today's going to be a little bit of a shorter ep, but super, super potent and super, super important. If you've been following me for a while or you've been engaging with me, you might have seen me using this term self-alignment and it's it's a newish term for me. I'm using it because I think it more easily translates what I try to say when I say embodied, embodiment or values driven and values aligned. I think that this term self-alignment encompasses all of those ideas and especially the idea of embodiment. I have done so many sessions with groups of women and I've asked them all to give me what they think embodiment means and their personal definition and all of them are vastly different. So self-alignment is the term that I'm going to be using to talk about the kind of personal transformation work that I do. Of course, I offer aligned business, but I think a big part of my work and something that... I really have to honor is how important, how much I love, and also how much people are drawn to me because of this self-alignment piece and the ability that I have had to create a life that is 100% self-aligned. And I have another term for this, but I'm not going to say it because it's the title of a little we self-help book that I'm in the process of writing. So I don't want to put it out there because I feel like it's the kind of thing that someone will steal. (laughs) Um, Not saying that any of my followers or listeners will steal it, but I feel like I don't even want to put it out there into the cosmos. But I have another beautiful term for living in this way as well, which you'll get to later on. So... I have a couple of offers around self-alignment, which I'll talk about later, but I wanted to just spend some time drawing a beautiful painting for you, a beautiful picture of what self-alignment really is and what it can look like in a daily experience. I think there are a lot of connotations around this idea of values, and I think a lot of those connotations aren't actually helpful. But when we think about being totally self-aligned, as in walking the talk, practicing what we preach, doing what we say we're going to do, behaving in a way which is congruent with the projection that we're trying to have other people perceive of us. (laughs) Another way of saying that is You would like people to think you are X and making sure that you are being X behind closed doors if X is actually valuable to you, which is, you know, the whole question in the self-alignment workshop, finding out is it as important as you think it is to you or is it a social ideal or an archetype or a role that you've been sold as being important? that question interests you the self-alignment workshop is for you it is living 
spending your money, your energy, your attention and your time in alignment with the things that you deem to be of the highest importance in your life. It is honouring your knowing, knowing yourself enough to know your boundaries in order to honour them, honouring them in a way that is aligned with your highest values. It is working studying and moving in the in a direction or various directions that are in alignment with what you as an individual unique totally in I can't think of another word of individual unique totally special totally different um multifaceted creature thinks is valuable and of worth and important in this lifetime and this life. It is behaving in a way that is congruent with who you deem your higher self to be. Even if you feel like, oh, I'm not there yet, I'm not really embodying it every day, I know I could be doing all these other things, at least trying and at least having a deep enough understanding of what that higher self is so that you can make some choices in alignment with that person. Uh, And this isn't, you know, I want to make it really clear and wool is dreaming behind us. So you might hear a little dog having a little dream. Um, I want to make it really clear that I'm not talking about self-improvement. Honestly, not that I think there's anything wrong with self-improvement. I love self-improvement. It's one of my biggest hobbies but there's a difference between it being a hobby and you thinking that it's your identity. And this isn't to say that you need to be your higher self because your current self is so shit else. That is not what I'm saying. But you know somewhere inside of you things that you are giving energy to that you shouldn't be and the things that you're ignoring that you should be giving energy to. And to be self-aligned is to rectify that balance. To be self-aligned is to trust yourself. And I don't know about you, but if you can imagine yourself showing up most of the time, not all the time because we're human and we want to veg out and we want to watch telly and all that stuff, But if you can envision yourself a lot of the time, most of the time, showing up, making decisions in accordance with, you know, your ideal outcomes, with your best case scenarios, being congruent with what you want and what what you what's kind of you know is missing but you really desire it you know this is a big part of self-alignment and values work it's like I'm not talking about right and wrong I'm not talking about ethics I'm talking about what do you deeply desire and just a hot tip all of the women that work with me and do values work and self-alignment work one-to-one as part of personal transformation coaching they will always start by telling me that their values are fluffy bunny bullshit that they have picked up from the local yoga studio. Kindness, connection, open-heartedness, selflessness, even um, love. Some of the things that have been uncovered as actually important to those women are shopping, luxurious lifestyle, 
uh, art, creation, making things, their children, um, you know, and that's also a slippery slope because having your children as one of your highest values is also a social idolism. So think about that one. Um, reading, writing, these are actually these people's highest values. And can you see how, can you see how much of a shit fight it is to go through your life attempting to live according to the value of kindness or connection or love in comparison to making decisions in alignment with the values of writing. Can you see how much more direction and clarity the latter would have? She would know that she needs to schedule in her writing. She needs to um, schedule in time to read. She needs to go to the library every week. She needs to spend money on new books and going to writers festivals. She needs to connect with other writers. Love, what do I do? Oh, I'd be selfless. I'd be a doormat. Oh, I'd be really friendly to everyone, which if you've never listened to a true crime podcast in your life, you probably need to if that's what you think is a good way of behaving in the world. As a woman, get real. I'm not saying that's how I want it to be. It's very unfortunate, but no, ladies. Also, when you live by these wishy-washy, fluffy social idolisms, it's kind of like you're, you're treading water. You're not really getting anywhere because how can you measure the amount of love that you embodied that week? How can you measure how much you showed up in a way that was open-hearted? Really? Really? Like maybe you had an open-hearted conversation, but were you just dumping on someone? How do you know? If you understand that your highest values is say to write and be a writer, you've got a word count. It's measurable. It's not um, it's not misty or foggy. It's clear. And that's not to say that your values need to be things that are measurable and quantifiable, but it does help you to give yourself a pat on the back. And if you've got these values that aren't measurable or quantifiable, how are you ever going to celebrate yourself for embodying them? It's like this endless martyrdom and quest that leads to absolutely nowhere. I'm not saying don't be a kind, loving person, of course, but don't trick yourself into this patriarchal idea that that is what's most important to you in this world because I'm telling you, I've worked with hundreds of women one-to-one from all over the world with varied responsibilities, varied lifestyle, varied cultures, totally different upbringings, and none of those things are truly their values. There's more to us than this fluffy bunny bullshit. I wonder how many times in the history of me having a podcast I've used the term fluffy bunny bullshit. Probably quite a lot. So what would a day in the life of someone who is embodying their values look like? Now, that is the question that you come to in the values workshop and we have a self-alignment workshop, it's now called, and we have a whole map and a whole system and then next steps and how to how to actually embody this in your life in that course. And it's going to look different for everyone. So it's a little bit hard to even paint the picture, but I can 
use myself as an example. And one of, I always say that you should choose one of your highest values and embody it for a period of time, prepare for that season, have that season and evaluate, review, celebrate or readjust um, in the off season afterwards. And don't think that you're going to try and embody all of your values at once. That's not possible. But you can choose one to embody and then you'll have a couple that you may be trying to become more consciously aware of in your day-to-day life. And I also always say that sometimes life chooses the value that needs to be the most important for a period of time. And one of my highest values is being the most present, doting and loving dog mum that I can. Um, you know, dog lives aren't as long as human lives. We really only have them for a short period of time. So why not be as as present as we can? I'm not having human children. So these are my these are my um stand-in. And I, I am a maternal person and I, I do like caring for things and I do love my girls. So why not put all that effort and energy into it? And I just say dog mum, I should say cat mum too, but my heart is still with my old cat Keiko. So poor Satu, she does get the, she's a bit of a chopped liver moment, not that she would mind some chopped liver. So right now my value of being a present and loving dog mum has been shunted forward in priority because wool is in congestive heart failure wool's my senior dog i have two dash hound cross poodles um nod to queen elizabeth of the doggy type and if you don't know what a doggy is it's a dash and cross corgi and she did have them too she actually created them so they so they now have to be a bit more of a priority than I was planning on my highest priority that I'm embodying at the moment is health and fitness and that is until the end of the year at least but what would that look like to be embodying the value of being a super loving and present dog mom that looks like giving my dogs kisses and cuddles before I get out of bed in the morning you know, if you jump out of bed and you grab your phone, you turn the alarm off and then you want to snooze in and then your phone's there, it's really easy to jump on TikTok or check your emails or whatever. Not doing that, spending the time kissing, cuddling, patting, scratching my two dogs. Um, it means that, you know, even if my morning is rushed, there is an hour of walking the dogs or going to the dog park. It means making sure that I have dog treats in my pocket so that I can sneak them little tiny treats along the walk. Uh, It means taking them to places where they can explore while being safe, taking them to new places. It means paying attention to what they respond positively to and doing more of that. So, for instance, there's a pony club that we go to that they really love. It's a bit of effort to get there. It's a 25-minute drive, but we make we make the effort to do that um it means giving them a treat when they get home spending the time to sit down and scrub them and dry them when we get home from the dog park it means making sure that when i go to work i actually ask them do you want to be with me do you want to be with my partner today do you want to sit on the couch by yourself do you want this soft blanket 
getting them set up for the day so that they can rest when I'm working. Uh, it also means, you know, playing with them on my breaks. And if I've got extra time in the afternoon or if it's raining in the morning, taking them for another walk, uh, brushing them, massaging them. They do have a very good life. Uh, and cuddling them, you know, at nighttime and making sure that they each get a equal amount of attention, which is really hard when you have a tiny puppy that's demanding all of the affection and attention. It means spending time knitting them jumpers. Uh, it means not going on holidays if I can't take my dog or not going for a day in the city when my elder dog's sick so that I can just spend time with her and be with her. And this might all sound silly, but understanding that this is my highest value affects, you know, I have to work for myself because I want to be at home with my dogs all day. That's a huge delineation. That's a huge choice and direction created from this one seemingly silly value. It means I have to have enough money so that I can pay for them to have the fancy food, which is the only food that they'll eat. It means making sure that, you know, I have enough money to get dog treats. It means, uh, you know, we're not going to move certain places if it's less of a positive place for them. It means, you know, right now we're living somewhere with a massive garden. And I don't, I don't think personally, but for the dogs as well, I could go somewhere that had no garden now or put them back into living in an apartment it also means the next place we live, we're going to be looking for a place with a fence so that they can roam outside on their own rather than cinnamon going in the neighbor's garden every three minutes. Um, it will affect what I'm going to do on the weekend, where I'm going to go. Am I going to go out for dinner? Am I going to stay in? Um, is there places where I can go and enjoy myself but also bring my dogs? It, it seems silly but it actually dictates a huge amount of choices which in the long run actually formulate what your life is. And that's just one example and a kind of seemingly silly example. You know, I have many other, you know, not many, I have five other main highest values and they will create and dictate different decisions and clarity and direction in their own way so obviously even just this value it affects my schedule it affects my day-to-day -day life it affects how present I am uh, it affects how I spend my money and how I, I direct my attention and my effort and my energy and my time and that is what a self-aligned look, life looks like. And you can imagine how if you're self-aligned and you're embodied in that way, you're less likely to be swept up in other people's drama, melodrama, bullshit. You're less likely to be easily influenced because you're only going to move in the direction that your values take you in. So if someone's over there and they're selling you a $10,000 coaching course that you know, they're saying is going to be really, really good. I had this experience recently. I was looking for um, someone to help me with marketing and I got on their sales page and it had a little bit of language in there about, you know, that didn't align with my values. And straight away, that makes it a really simple decision. 
I'm not saying that person is bad or that I don't like them, but they're not for me to work with because they don't align with my values. It will affect who you want to hang out with. You know, a big thing for me is it's not a value of mine, um, but, you know, I don't want to be around gossip. Uh, I don't want to be around complaining too much. I complain so much on this podcast, so you guys are just copying it. But uh, that affects who I'm going to hang out with. So I hope that this little chat has made some sense. I'm not 100% sure that it has. Um, I hope it has. And if you're like, that is what I need, I need to get my shit sorted out. I'm sick of my own shit. I want to feel directed and purposeful and clear and like I'm on track in my life and I want to be dedicating energy where it deserves to be dedicated to in a way that will move the needle and push me forward in my life. I think it was Tony Robbins said that, what was it? It's like when your values are on point, you they pull you in the direction that you need to be going in, something like that, much more eloquent than what I just said. But they give you direction. They, they're your fuel to know where you're going. And that gets rid of uncertainty and lack of confidence and it makes you feel really sure about yourself and it gives you a hell of a lot of self-worth. And also a sideline of me embodying my values is I'm much less concerned with fitting in. And I'm much more just doing my own thing, liking what I like, even if it's fucking problematic. At this point, I don't even care because I'm so directed in my values. And if it's important to me, it's allowed to be important to me. Something else is important to you. You're entitled to have that be important to you. Um, if this is like sounding really interesting and juicy and like what you need, I have two resources on this. I have a new new offer that I'm working on. Actually, I have three resources now that I think about it. I have a new offer that I'm working on. Actually, I think I have like five, um, which is a PDF intended to be a digital tablet workbook, but you could always print it out. I'm currently working on it. It's currently for pre-order, but I'm not sure if it will be ready by the time you hear this. Hopefully it will be. And that is called the Self-Alignment Bible. And this is basically a little workbook that I would suggest you engage with every three to six months. And it's very funny in terms of the simplicity of the prompts in that workbook, but it will keep you on track with who you actually are. And it will, you know, this isn't anything personal. We're so overexposed to trends in our current life that it is really easy to be influenced and to be influenced so far that you forget who you are. And the self-alignment Bible is designed to stop that from happening. So you remember who you are, you remember what you like and you don't like, and you don't let yourself get sucked into anything otherwise. The second resource is the self-alignment workshop. This is all around actually finally for once working out what your individual and entirely unique values are letting go of social idolisms letting go of what you think you're supposed to care about your as a spiritual person as a conscious person as a, a woman as a mother as a wife whatever it is uh, and finding out what is truly important to you and starting to prioritize that in your day-to-day -day life I think as well the monthly mood notion board is really helpful for embodying your values because it just gives you a bit of a, 
a more real-time embodied map in terms of the self-care calendar and, and living towards goals and things like that. So that could also be another tool. And I do have a live event happening I think it's on the 4th or the 2nd of January and it's like a New Year's healthy, sober, positive event, a few hours of doing this goal-setting work in alignment with your values, mapping out kind of how you want to show up for next year and also doing some nervous system self-regulation practices. So check those out. I will link them all in the show notes. As always, please share, please review, please rate. And yeah, I hope that if you do decide to engage with any of those resources that they give you as much, you know, bang for your buck that I really believe they do and will. But I also want to remind you that this is about you actioning them and the magic and the alchemy happens when you actually change according to what you learn from those resources. All right, I'll see you next week.